0: Coming up on Shoot It Now. And just how much did you learn and grow from the experience of working with Kubrick? Because our indie filmmakers can't imagine working on a project for eight months when a lot of indie films are shot in 15 days or less. And even though you had experience at this point in your career, you must have further honed and developed your skills across eight months. Well, I mean, my technique
1: definitely got better and my fitness got better because, you know, just purely the amount of takes you do. Very, very considered... slow-moving shots, so you had, I mean, it was a perfect op- opportunity to hone your skills, and, you know, you'd obviously have to be on your toes all the time with him because he was, a, you know, a great master of the cinematic art, but, you know, a very, very human person as well with a, with a great sense of humour. We had many a laugh with Stanley. Sometimes people say he was very austere kind of person, but, you know, we we had many a, a nice chat with Stanley. I sorely missed
0: And you were in the very enviable position of having the opportunity for these one-on-one conversations with Stanley Kubrick. Over the years, there have been people who have labelled Kubrick as difficult to work with, but he was a perfectionist, and that is consistent from everyone. He knew what he wanted, and he just didn't care how long it was going to take for being happy in any one scene.
1: Well, I mean, Stanley was a giant of the cinema. I mean, two of my favourite all-time films you know one is Dr. Strange Love, the other 2001 they both had a really profound effect on me I think I saw um, 2001 with my mother when I was 11 years old and I remember leaving the cinema and both of us were just like you know talking about what it meant you know Yeah, I had, you know, a few really, really nice chats with Stanley, you know, we were up in Mentmore Towers, I think it was on a couple of night shoots, and I just wandered into this room and Stanley was sitting down on his own I sort of did an about face and said, Oh, sorry to disturb you, Stanley. And he said, No, Pete, come and have a chat. And we just like, we chatted for 45 minutes or an hour, you know, just about everything football filming American soccer what he did at weekends you know I sort of asked him how he did the back projection and front front projection on 2001 and you know there were other occasions on sets when you were waiting for actors you know you'd, you'd have a chat with him you know he was very often when we we're on the America you know the New York back lot he sat in an open Luton van with a microphone and a, a heater beside him so you would just pull up a apple box and sit next to him and have a chat so I mean he, he you know he liked communing with the crew you know he had a great sense of humor
0: how difficult were some of those tracking shots in the trenches how how tricky to maneuver between them some of the trenches uh on 1917
1: were only 18 inches or 14 inches wide so it was very difficult what we ended up doing was taking the monitor off the bottom of the steady cam on many occasions and we'd put uh, a small monitor on the gimbal, gimbal handle. There's a device called a Trinity, which is a cam with a gimbal head on the top. So we borrowed the idea from, from the Trinity which, just to cut down the width of the SteadyCam. Hi, I'm Pete Cavicciutti. Join me when I talk to Craig Newland about my SteadyCam operating on films like Eyes Wide Shut and 1917 on the Shoot It Now podcast.